Come one, come all. Welcome back to Shiowa. We are at episode 85. As always, I am Michael Olson alongside my good buddy, Michael Stampa. And today we're joined by two special guests, Forrest Parsons and Charles Steele from the Pulmonary Vein Stenosis Four Miler. Guys, welcome to the show. How are we doing this afternoon? Yeah, good. Thanks for having us. Thank you, guys. Our, our, our pleasure. I know that Forrest and I have been going back and forth for a while now trying to make this happen. So super stoked to have you guys on. Um, before we kind of get into the race and the cause itself, maybe give us a quick introduction as to who each of you are, a little bit of background about how you got into the sport, um, and what the uh, what the goal is of this uh, of this awesome race. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm Forrest. Uh, I was one of those. I I was athletic most of my childhood. I was um, in pretty much every sport, all every season. So coming out of high school, like ended up uh, just kind of falling out of sports and found out later on i got a little fluffy and uh so i decided to get into some runs to kind of help get back in shape and i found the more i signed up for races the the more motivated the having that accountability definitely helped out so i try and get into more races the better for every year and um charles and i have gone back and forth racing each other and uh motivating each other kind of that smack talk kind of gets in there but uh yeah, so we we decided to kind of take the the love of running and make it into something a little bit bigger. So yeah, awesome. For some of you, had a similar reason to kind of get our our butts in shape. I, I came out of college a little fluffy, as you said. Was like, okay, <laughs> time to get a little more serious about doing some physical activity, and it was um, um it's a great decision that, uh, that we both made. It sounds like, but um, it's, it's up on you fast. It, it, it certainly it, does. Yeah, that Jack's pizza you have for lunch every day catches up with you in college yeah you can't you can't eat tater tot casserole every night not anymore yeah <laughs> not anymore but also right. uh, charles give us a little background uh, about who you are uh i am charles obviously and i did not really grow up so much athletic i played soccer in high school that's pretty much it um smoked cigarettes and partied you know in high <laughs> not nothing nothing athletic about that uh and then later in life, uh, what I think 26 or no, sorry, I was 28, 29. I decided to start getting into shape again. Uh, running is what I ended up liking the most. And I had a friend from high school get me to go to a race. And then it's just been downhill since. And then Forrest and I started working together. And like he said, it's just been, uh, you know, somebody to, you know, to work against, but work with at the same time to meet goals to strive for. And actually on, um, I, I think we were running, it was like a 5 a.m. run uh, out from Sam's Club to West Des Moines is where we kind of, I think is where the run was actually, the idea of the run was actually born, was that morning, I believe. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. It sounds very similar to the relationship that Michael and I have. Mm-hmm. We've known each other for, for a long time. And, and for a long time, Michael was into running. I hadn't wanted nothing to do with running. Kind of started to get around to the idea of maybe I wanted to, you know, dabble and running but not really sure so i ended up doing the triathlon thing and we kind of had a couple different uh bets so to speak or, or or challenges for each each of us so i resonate that uh, a lot it's, it's a challenge in a in a in a, uh, a competition but as, as much as you know just challenging your buddy to, to keep him in shape and keep you accountable it's a, it's an awesome you know relationship to have with uh, with another another guy yep yeah no doubt no doubt and I guess, I guess before we, you know, maybe dive into the race, maybe give us a little bit of a background to kind of what the cause is, kind of if, if it's, you know, kind of personal to you, kind of what the connection is to this, uh, this disease. I know that it's a, it's a relatively rare one, I think. 
uh, pulmonary yeah. vein stenosis. So maybe give, give us a little background about the cause. I, I believe you guys are, are, are making are raising money for a group out in out in Boston. Is is that correct? If you could fill us in on that, that'd be awesome. All right. So this is where I come to play. Um, I am actually the connection to pulmonary vein stenosis. My I'll get emotional at times because it's my oldest daughter. Uh, okay. She is she'll be six on July 29th. She'll be six this year. Um, when she was three, she was diagnosed with pulmonary vein stenosis. We were we were getting her tested for celiac disease was actually it, it's it was a long road to get there. But we got we were supposed to get tested for celiac disease. And so before they could put her under to test her stomach to do a stomach biopsy for that, they wanted her to get an echo, an echo done on her heart. Okay. And during that echo is where they found that she had pulmonary vein stenosis. And she was three at the time. Um, the, I wasn't there for the first echo and my wife was, and then they, the cardiologist wanted to meet with us. You know, my wife was like, Oh, this isn't good. You know, she had no idea what was wrong. Um, but then, yeah, then it just, it like, you know, we got the news and it just uprooted everything. Cause then we're here and you know, we had no idea what it was. Um, and then we're here and the cardiologist is telling us all sorts of weird things. Like, uh, you know, there are options later down the line, like removing part of my daughter's lung and wow. uh, all the way up to a possible heart transplant or lung transplant. Like there's all these things just flying around this room um, in that like hour segment. Uh, but, you know, we all, all we heard is like a short lifespan. You know, we were hearing the worst of the worst and when we were getting told. Um, so then we went on a, what it, it would I can't remember all the details off the top of my head. That my wife's really good at that part. Uh, <laughs> but we we went on a, a long path to even get to get tested. And at first we were told because I, I guess maybe I should pulmonary vein stenosis. It, it affects the four veins that bring the oxygenated blood from the lungs back to the heart. So it, it creates a narrowing in those veins. And dependent on on the length of the narrowing, is this can cause the severity it can make a difference in severity of it so first we were told um that two of the veins were affected the other two looked like they're okay um but they can't really see the upper right vein or the upper left i can't remember they can't really see one through the echo so we didn't know until we were going to get a uh, mri done and they put her under and they um and they do an mri and then a, but a bunch of different tests well, then we found out that she had three out of the four veins affected, one of them completely blocked off. Um, so she didn't have any flow going to the upper lobe of one of the one of her lungs. So with pulmonary vein stenosis, it, it, it causes hypertension in the lungs as well. So it's a dual threat disease where it can cause hardening of your heart in that area, but can also cause uh, hypertension in your lungs. Um, so, so like you will you know, like, like my daughter, she'll be blue sometimes like in her lips. So she'll be more pale than most kids in general. She will, uh, she'll tire down easier than most kids with her in particular. She was sick all the time and we had no clue why she was sick all the time. It was like every week she had a fever. We were taking her to the hospital, emergency room, all these different things. And we never knew for the first three years of her life. And then we got, you know, we got our world uprooted with this news and with this diagnosis. Um, but through, through the process, after we figured out how bad it was, we were, we started doing research well, and then we found that Boston, uh, Boston Children's at the, uh, has one of the only teams in the world, I do believe, and I know in the country, possibly the world, that has a team dedicated to pulmonary vein stenosis. And, the, and most of the research that you do 
on and a lot of that research comes out of Boston because they've been doing it forever and there's there's tons of research from Kathy Jenkins which is uh, the head cardiologist there for the pulmonary vein stenosis team uh, and a lot of that research is her research that they that they talk about when it comes to like using chemo drugs to treat it and like the more advanced techniques have been coming out of Boston uh, so far um, so we, we were pretty blessed in an, in an act of God I believe that we were we were able to connect with Boston through Facebook um, through a gal that actually lives in Iowa that had wow. her in Boston. Wow. So, so it was a big thing. Like we actually were supposed to write a, um, what, like write a, a, a second, uh, uh, I don't know what, what you want to call it, but they were going to give us a, a second uh, look at her case. But then through our contact, in Iowa that had contact to the Boston team, the we were able to contact the Boston team directly and we were actually able to get in like, like they're like, yeah, you, you, you sound like your daughter needs to be here for intervention or whatever. Um, so, so one of the things that they did with her when we first went there in 2018, they didn't open heart surgery on her. Um, so they opened up, they opened her up. Uh, so she's got the, you know, the whole zipper mark and everything. But they opened her up and they replaced the, or they they didn't replace. Sorry, they repaired the stenosis in it, and they did further uh, further investigation into it. And luckily for her, my daughter's case, and for us, uh, her narrowing is is in just a small area of it, so she has an abnormality, an abnormality. I can't say it uh, in her vein or in her body that the veins pressing against it. And it's caused it, it causes a few different issues, but it's causing the stenosis in it which is, they say it's like a callus on your hand. As the blood flows over, it continues to callus and callus mm, and callus. Got it. Same thing that's happening in the vein. The more the blood flows over it, the more starting to, to neck down. But for some kids, it's the entirety of the vein. For some kids, it's just a little portion of it. And for us, uh, like I said, we're pretty blessed that violas are just um, in little areas. Uh, okay. But I mean, they're still, still severe, severe enough. In 2019, we we were supposed to go every month, whatever, for a echo and a lung scan. Well, for a whole year, we thought everything was great. We thought everything was going fine. They had all the veins open again. And then we got told that we lost two of the veins. Um, uh, but then, so they couldn't get in with the balloon cath. And then we went back six months later and they actually got into the veins uh, and they were able to put stents in. Sorry. Don't apologize. No. Appreciate you sharing this with us. Uh, but they got stents in, so now we go every six months to get the stents enlarged and get the uh, and then open it up. So now, like every, it's it's crazy too because we'll get the stents opened up and then she'll shoot up like an inch and a half in height because she's now got full, you know, full uh, blood. Sure. Growth. Yeah. So we'll get we can tell that she starts slowing down and you know she starts having issues where she can't keep up with her little sister and uh, so you can kind of tell that she you know she gets paler easier at times. But then we get the stints enlarged and it's like, whoop, you know, and she's good to go for a few months. Um, sure. We still go, we still go every four weeks to get echoes done and to get lung scans done. Um, and then, then every six months we're, we go to Boston for intervention. Um, but that's how we ended up in Boston because Boston is so, uh, you know, is so ahead of the game on a lot of these places. Um, I mean, they're, they're helping kids all over. And, and I was trying to look up stats uh, for you guys. And it sounds like you were looking up some too, but it's no case of pulmonary vein stenosis is the same, unfortunately. So it's kind of, it's unpredictable. So you see a lot of statistics varying 
on what specifically the studies that they're talking about. So no study that they're that is talking about certain stats is necessarily the case across the line for all uh, PDS cases. Um, so it's kind of hard to nail down an actual, you know, like data for it in certain aspects. Uh, and it, I mean, it, it's really rare. I saw one one time it it was one in a hundred thousand kids. One it's another place that said one out of every million. You know, so it, it's the varying circumstances of it is, is, is crazy. And like my daughter, she wasn't diagnosed until three. Most kids are diagnosed within the first month of their life or within the first year. My daughter was so old already, uh, that they, you know, it was never a thought, uh, to really check her heart for any of that. And, uh, so, so, I mean, she was one of the few cases that Boston had seen with hers and she's best case scenario with two, cause she doesn't have any other health ailments uh, where a lot of the other kids do. Um, the, you know, the more, the more veins affected is the more severe it is, which, you know, is substantially subtracts on the lifespan of, of any of these kids. But now if you start having other health problems along with it, 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 it increases, you know, it, it makes that percentage, you know, of life go down further and further with each health issue. Viola doesn't have any other uh, major health things. She has one other heart, uh, heart condition, which is the, the bicuspid aortic valve. Uh, I have the same thing. I, I actually found out after she, because she had had it, they wanted us to test and I actually have it. Um, so I have to worry, I have to watch out for future uh, aortic aneurysm later in life or whatever, no big deal. Um, <laughs> shouldn't be a big deal, I hope. Uh, but, but, no, but that's, that's why we, uh, we were running that one day and uh, we were just out there and then we were, you know, we, we talked about helping Boston somehow and, and yeah, but, but that, that, that's the basis of how, why we chose Boston, why we're, you know, trying to do something for them. You know, the, the research pool and that, you know, Boston has a lot of donor donors, but if we could donate money directly to the pulmonary vein research fund, that's what I want to go to, you know, cause they, they do a wonderful job out there. Uh, my daughter hated going to the doctor, absolutely despised it with, nothing you could do you would have to drag her and thankfully she's just this little thing um when we left boston she cried because we we took a, an uber to drop the uh, the keys off uh, an apartment key off to another person and my daughter thought we were going back in and, and she cried when we were leaving because she wanted to go back in the wow. hospital wow. So, so they're doing something they're doing something right there that uh that no, that no other place is doing. I mean, they, the, the hospital is amazing. They have robotic carts that deliver food. Freaked me out first time I saw one, <laughs> like this car following me down the hallway and asked, asked me to move. I was like, what? This thing was weird. Uh, they, the, cart, the cart literally asked to be in the elevator itself. That's it, amazing. Technology is it, amazing. Insane. It's like, it's like a Roomba that gives you snacks. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> insane. Well, it's insane. Well, Charles, thank you for for being transparent and, and open and, and 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 honest about kind of how it's affected you and uh, your, your family personally. Um, and it sounds like obviously Boston is doing an incredible job. Before we even get into the race itself, you know, whoever's listening, um, you know, where can where can they go to get involved in this? Whether it's you know with the race or not, where where can they go to to donate um, and get involved with the with this cause that goes directly to um, the PBS group? maybe outside just the Boston group in general. Uh, so, so we're um, like, do you want a donor for outside uh, Boston or for the Boston? Cause we, we have 
yes. we have a Boston. Yeah, exactly. So who who is going directly to this group in Boston? You know, where can where can people get involved? Where can they donate to? You know, what's the best What's the best bet? So so it's gonna be it, we we have a Facebook and everything is linked. You can get to it from the Facebook. We sure. we have um the the Boston. I think we have to link that to the Facebook. We linked it last year, but for some reason, every year you have to create a new fundraiser page through Boston. Okay. Um, so, so we're, we'll link that. We'll try to get that tonight. I'll get him that information, get that link, but also the website's linked on the Facebook. Um, and then through the website, I have it linked to direct to, there's a donate only, and that'll take it right to the Boston, uh, the fundraise your way, Boston page directly to the cool. Pullman research fund at boston and yeah, for those who are listening to that facebook page and correct me if i'm wrong guys it's a pvs four mile ehoh um on facebook yep. is that correct yep that's right cool awesome okay. that, and that we'll is... put that stuff in the show notes and stuff too so it, yep. it'll be easy for people to get to it put on yeah. the social and stuff that'd be that'd be that'd be great so yep. just wanted to make sure before we got into it too further we could we can get people looped in as kind of how they can get involved directly whether it's through the race or not but those who are involved in doing the race we certainly want to kind of hear about um, you know, obviously we heard about the, the background that you guys have in the race, but tell us, you know, there's a million ways to raise money now, right? There's, there's countless ways. Why, why this specific type of race? I think that, um, you know, Michael and I love kind of these backyard ultra kind of type of events. Um, and it looks like there's a couple that have sprouted up in Iowa the last couple of years, which is awesome, but maybe give us a little bit of the, the backstory and kind of how Easter Lake was decided on how, you know, the backyard ultra type, the, the EOH, EHOH type of race was uh, kind of settled on where did we pick that uh well it was kind of a it, some of this kind of was triggered from david goggins book um mm. Charlie, i passed that back and forth but it was it must have been george, yeah, george so yeah. we passed this book around and after reading it it was one of those things is like all right i got to find something that is kind of stupid that other people won't want to do that you know that makes me want to do it like, mm-hmm. when more people are like no that sounds terrible I, well sign me up then yeah. <laughs> yep. so i told some guys at work that hey i'm gonna go out to easter lake it's a, it's just over four miles for a lap i said all right i'm gonna you know every hour i'm gonna you know do a lap around and so charles and some friends of ours joined us for the first year that we did this and it was just a group of friends you know and, and so we did this and um we realized how tough it was um it sounds so much easier mm-hmm. talking certainly we were foolish at first we were talking about doing a four mile loop out of ashworth yep yep oh, oh yeah. no that's, that's got some nice that's tough yeah. yeah that's that can be that's difficult <laughs> yeah. doing it once or twice is tough but uh, every hour right. on the hour yeah hard yeah. hard pass the moment we did it, the moment we did it out at Easter, we're like, "Yeah, Ashworth's out. That's yep. nice and flat. Nice and flat." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I fell in love with that book too. Are you talking about "You Can't Hurt Me"? Is that the book yep. you're referring to? Yeah, when yep. I bought I bought that, and I think I finished that in a weekend. I couldn't put mm-hmm. it down. It's phenomenal. Yeah, good one. Yep. yep. So yeah, it definitely, uh, put some different ideas in our heads, and uh, um, well, and right after we did it too. George, George is one of the other members of our, of our team. We have, we have two other current active members that help us, um, that, that help get everything, you know, made up and done, uh, Gretchen and George and George, George did the Easter Lake one with us. And afterwards he, he was like, we need to do something with this. We need to, you remember how excited, yeah, yeah he got, he got excited. 
do something, it's like, well, I guess we're going to do it then. Yep. We're going to create nice. something. Love that. Love that. So I got to ask, I know you guys are competitive guys. So what was the year one between just like you guys? What was the, uh, how many loops did you guys get? And how, when was the point where you're like, shit, this is maybe a little harder than we, uh, we expected. So how many loops were made with the first group? If you, if you want to share. <laughs> so it was, I can't remember how many was with us first year. It was maybe close to between five and 10 people that came out and just got it for some reason thought it was a good idea with this, but, uh, they all kind of dropped off. Charles and I are the only ones left for two or three laps. And we, we, him and I made it six laps yeah, and nice. we shut down. We, at that time we were strictly 10 K runners. <laughs> at yep. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah. I was going to ask if you had any ultra backgrounds mm-hmm. or anything or, or what the, no. Okay. I, I, I've done, done ultra. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 Cool. Last year. Nice. Which, 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 which race did you do last year? Boonville. Oh, oh nice. nice. What, yeah, like 50K, 100K, 100 miler? 50, 50K. Yeah, we've we both done that a couple of times as well. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a fun and challenging course depending on how the weather shakes out. If it's hot, it's, you know, there's nowhere to escape that sun. It can get, uh, it can get hot in a hurry. It, it, it's fun, though. I mean, the hills yeah. were uh, – I knew it was hilly out there, but good golly. Oh, I know it. They don't stop. And rolling. Yeah. You get a hill, you get a little flat, and you go down, and you come right back up. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. tough. It, you know, the worst part about the whole thing, though, was after you crossed the finish line, I had to walk all the way back across that bridge to get to my truck. Yeah. <laughs> Parked there by those silos. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. was the worst walk. And it wasn't even the walk in general, I guess. It was to go up that hill to get yep. on the go. Yep. Up in that boat ramp. Yep. yep. Yeah. I mean, you know what? It was probably 20 feet to get up to the road. But, man, that was a hard 20 feet. It's a, <laughs> it's a hard. And once you're done, mentally, you cross that finish line, you're like, great i'm out i'm done body time to you know time to shut down time to turn off and you know have some water have some beer have some food and then it's like oh no i have to get up and walk it's like this is yeah. it's impossible it's a, it's a fun one we had steve cannon on the original race director on years ago mm-hmm. he's a great guy now brad's doing brad dane's doing an awesome job with that i'm glad that that that's keeps that keeps rolling and i think are they having that in is that in september it's september again, again. yeah it. so no, normally it's on uh it's normally Memorial, Memorial Day. Day weekend, or yeah, in the it's coming up here, pre-COVID, but. it had been Memorial Day weekend. Right. Last yeah. year they moved it because of COVID, and then right. I I wonder if Brad's just going to keep it in September now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what. I think it's in September again this year. But anyways, yep. not to get uh, not to get sidetracked, but that is a that is a fun race, and it's nice and convenient for being in the Des Moines area too, mm-hmm. in, in your backyard. So, I, I was disappointed when it moved back. I was better trained up for the original date, and then it, yep. it moved. Everything kind of just. I was like, well, I don't know. Yeah. You know, kind of <laughs> after that, but yeah. Yep. Well, good for you that that, that uh, you uh, made it, went out there and did it. It's, it's not a it's not an easy one, like you said. You think that you're running in Central Iowa, it's going to be flat, flat, and that is certainly a uh, a roller of a of a course. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it ended like a five a five hours and twenty five minutes. I think that's what it ended Ooh, up. Nice. That's quick. That's that's great for that course. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's why I can't remember, but it's something something along the lines. But it was fun though. It was it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. So you're gonna drag uh, drag your partner in crime next to you out there one of these times? I I, I don't know when the next time I'll be doing an ultra will be. <laughs> I, I, so I got signed up for an ultra last year, and then COVID kind of got it ruined everything. So yeah. which it's the stuffed stuffed turkey endurance. Um, oh, nice. and so it, I mean they still kind of did something last year, but I decided to move it to this year. So okay. eventually, by the end of this year, I'll be finally getting one under my belt. Awesome. Yeah, we that's had, had, that's Shannon's yeah. race. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we had 
Shannon on, I don't know, maybe a year ago or so. Yeah, I think so. Um, he, yeah, that, that's a, I'm glad they finally did that because we needed another 100-miler mm-hmm. and, and a trail 100-miler in central Iowa. So I'm glad that, that, that uh, um, Shannon came out and did that. The only, the only kind of grief we gave when we had him on was saying that, man, I wish it was like not uh, right at Thanksgiving because I'm always like, you know, I feel like I gained 100 pounds yeah. like, right after, after eating all that Thanksgiving yeah. meal. Yeah. And like, um, so, yeah, like selfishly, yeah, selfishly, yeah, and selfishly, like my wife's from Nebraska, and I'm from Chicagoland area, so we're never here over Thanksgiving weekend. We're always at her parents or my parents. So if it was the weekend before, it'd be perfect because then I'd run 100 miles and then have a completely guilt-free Thanksgiving. Yeah. But <laughs> it is I, what I don't it think is. You could perfect to run 100 miles. I mean, it'd be perfect. I'll run 100 miles. <laughs> That's a yeah. good, <laughs> good point. Yeah, it's never easy. That's for yeah, sure. No, but no, that, that'll be awesome. That's exciting. I know that uh, I got a few friends that are running that, so that'll be that'll be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, getting back to the uh, to to kind of I guess version three of this year's race. Um, I think it's in September. I, I saw it September 11th for 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 2021. Is that correct? Yes. Um, what are kind of the the goals for 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 race number three? We just hoping to kind of uh, build up, you know, uh, attendees for runners, or kind of what's the what's the goal for year three? How would you like to see it and kind of evolve? Um, in the first kind of, you know, after COVID uh, era of this race. Right. Yeah. It was kind of weird for us when we saw our tech bear second one that we did. Um, we were kind of, we kept on talking throughout the year. Like, are we able to, are we going to be able to do this, you know, with COVID and, and everything. So it was not, um, it just took a, away a lot of different parts of the race that we wanted to have a part of it. It just, um, wasn't as big as we were going to hope it'd be, but it was definitely better than we expected um, because of all the different situations. But um, it's this year um, we're trying to get, you know, we've kind of got a lot of things already in place from pre- from uh, last year. So it's the preparations, you know, it's making it to where we can put our attention to more, more uh, things to prepare for this year. And so it's, um, it, it's, I don't think it's going to be too tough for us to be able to get more attendees than we have in the past. Um, but it's, it's tough because people look at this four mile every hour on the hour. And some people are like, no, peace out. I'm not doing anything like that. So we're trying to, to advertise it in a way where, Hey, you know, if you're a five K runner, come out and just run a lap, run four miles. Yeah. And, and if you want to challenge yourself, you know, maybe, you know, do an, an extra lap, you know, and then maybe reach where we're definitely wanting to get out there and reach out to the people that are more ultra runners that, yeah, so this can fit your 5K runners, your 10K runners, your ultra marathon, you know, and, and your marathon runners too. Certainly. And definitely being able to get all those different um, types of runners attention to this and seeing that we're kind of touching you know, every type of runner with this. So, yeah. And it's especially with like a backyard ultra or like a loop style ultra, it's sim- I feel like it's simpler for the RDs because you only need one, maybe two aid stations. And then for the runners as well, they know they have consistent aid every two or four miles. They know exactly what to expect on the course. And especially with it being at Easter Lake, I don't think there's like any road crossings either. So it's a relatively safe in terms of like traffic, you know, run to, um, and kind of like you said, I'm sure people come out and run a lap, I don't know, walk a lap. And even if they weren't able to start at the top of the hour, they, I'm sure you guys wouldn't mind if people kept running or skipped an hour 
or did whatever they wanted to do, right? <laughs> it's it's a public place. We can't stop you from exactly. 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 Yeah, and, and I think it's great that you guys are kind of looking at it as, hey, it can be a, you know, it can be a leisurely stroll out there for you know the everyday runner. It can be something that you know somebody who's looking for a, a good training run for their you know, their next fifty mile or hundred mile that's coming up or whatever whatever it may be. But I, I, yeah, I, I encourage you guys and, and you know if we can help in any way, you know to reach out to you know to the other race directors, whether it be you know Shannon with with his race out in out at, out at Jester or you know uh, Josh Sun who does the uh, uh, a lot of races at, in, in Iowa. What's what's uh, Josh's uh, company called, Michael? Do you remember? Josh's. Uh, uh, I think he has like Sun Trace Sun Trail running now, but it's the okay. No Coast No Coast Trail and Ultra Series. He's yeah, got a few I, races that are a part of that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd encourage you guys to, to kind of get involved with those guys too, and if we can assist in that, say, hey, hey, Shannon, you know, uh, you know, let, let let your runners know that we got this this race in September that may be a good training run for you guys to, to get ready for your race in November, because I think that's something that I'm always looking for from you know, the races that I'm signed up for is, hey, mm-hmm. you know, we got uh, you know we got uh, uh, White Rock coming up that they they sometimes promote uh, different races, and that's how I find out about you know a new race, and I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. That sounds great. So. Um, you know, whatever we can do to kind of help promote it within the, the ultra community, we're certainly willing to do. And I'd encourage you to kind of make those connections with mm-hmm. um, other race directors if you haven't already. I think that'd go a long way to kind of getting people signed up. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Awesome. So, and, and I guess, go, I'm sorry, go ahead, Michael. Oh, I was just going to ask the question about race directing. Like, do either of you have any experience like race directing prior to, to starting this up? No. No? No. <laughs> Sure. Like, uh, we, we ran plenty of races. We should be able to figure this out. Yeah, and when we started going through, you know, trying to contact, like, get me registered, um, we have Fleet Feet also on board. They they helped us out last year. Um, they're helping us out this year. We got the bibs, and um, so they, they help us out with quite a bit of stuff. But it's like, yeah, all these different things, you got to – there's more pieces to it than we thought. So yeah. it's definitely – Learning experiences we're going with this yeah we have zero clue what we're doing <laughs> i i don't think that's that you're alone in that from a lot mm-hmm. of the the race directors that i've kind of gotten to know a little bit kind of seems the the same way i know that um michael and i both know greg gaiman who's one of the race directors for the for white rock out in coon rapids and he and his buddy were they were both just training for a race and like you know what? we should have a we need more trail races in in uh, in Central Iowa, so they just made one up, and they're like, you know, shit, we got a lot to learn about how to do this, and yeah, uh, you get, you get, it gets better each year, right? So you just learn different right, things yeah. and, and what, what worked, what didn't, and you roll with the punches. It's like, it's like anything; you just figure it out, and some, you'll, you'll screw things up inevitably. But hey, that's how you learn, and it, things improve the following year. So, um, props well, to you guys for not letting that stand in your way. You, you know, it, we we got pretty lucky last year with a with a primary sponsor, um, uh, Jessica. Uh, why she's uh she's at it, it's she's actually out of ohio is where she's out of but okay. um she's sponsoring us through uh caldwell banker um isn't that who it is <laughs> yeah and uh, she, she's actually a lifelong friend of mine um you know we, we grew up together but so she 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 hopped on board right away to donate uh right away last year for for expenses to to start the ball rolling well now now that we're we have that i mean we're hardly any expenses this year, but she's still diving in the sponsor again this year, awesome. uh, the same amount she last year just to help, awesome. you know, that's more money to go towards it. And if we have an unexpected expense, you know, that we need, we can have something to, you know, back up to have, um, and hopefully we can get enough signings to generate enough revenue, you know, enough money to donate, uh, you know, just yep. build larger and larger and not have to really go out through too many for too many, you know, like large sponsors or anything, you know, 
Awesome. And, mm-hmm. I, and you mentioned it briefly, but I want to reiterate it so folks know exactly where to go to, to sign up. And I think you can go through your through your website on, on, on Weebly.com, but it's also it's on Get Me Registered, correct? That's what they can do. They can go in there and search uh, the PBS four mile uh, every hour on the hour. It's super reasonably priced. I mean, if you can't afford this, I'm not sure you're going to find a race that you can afford. It's pretty, pretty manageable for everybody. So everyone go out there, check them out on, on get, get me registered.com. Super easy to find PBS four mile, uh, every hour on the hour, um, coming up in September. So go check them out. But, um, yeah, super easy to register. It looks like get me registered is about as easy as it, easy as mm-hmm. it comes for, for races. Yeah. So it's a, a great place to, to go look for that. Fleet feet's got it on their, their, uh, race page as well too. Oh, nice. So, okay. Love fleet yeah. feet. Love fleet feet. Awesome. Yeah. So I guess if, if they can't, you know, if somebody's like, you know, I'm not a big into running, but I want to, this sounds like an you know, amazing cause and I want to get invested in. Um, I know you guys got the, we can, they can donate directly um, on the Facebook event page, but do you guys, do you guys need any help in terms of um, volunteers or anything or how can people, you know, assist, um, you know, maybe if they're not necessarily the, the biggest runner. Uh, to volunteer or to help out. I mean, the, the best contact we have right now is pretty much through our Facebook I'm um, just like doing a messenger through there. Um, we, we have an email, but it kind of, it's right now, it, we've really just kind of focused on just like contact and vendor, sure. the venue and stuff like that with that. So we haven't really done much with that. So Facebook's probably the best way. We're, we're not sure. How, if, you know, compared to the, the amount of attendees from last year to this year, I mean, if we get a substantial amount more than, yeah, we'll need more volunteers. But as, as of right now, I mean, we were good, you know, for what we had for people attending. It was, yeah, I mean, like I said, it's a four-mile loop. You know, right. you come back, that's really take much to. And, and maybe you don't need volunteers, but I wanted to at least throw it out there in case you yep. guys sure. So, yep. absolutely. Yep. Cool. Definitely have just in case, that, having that back pocket. Sure. Yeah. So, right. so what, what can people expect at the race? It's obviously four-mile loop. I think most of it's paved. Um, what about like hydration, snacks? I don't know, etc. Yeah, self supported, unsupported. Yeah, yep. We we will have a bunch of water um, there. I mean, we did last year, so we'll we'll do the same thing this year. We do have, and we're gonna have hot dogs. I think again this year. Oh, yes. nice. clutch. <laughs> I love a good race hot dog. <laughs> Burgers and hot. Yeah, I think we did burgers and hot dogs last year, just as people. Yeah, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of early, so we we had some grill issues last year. We're gonna we're gonna iron out those issues and get the grill going a little bit sooner this year. Um, but yeah, I mean, so we'll we'll have that type of stuff. As for like race goodies, for uh, you know, like I know people like like the waffle or you know the type of stuff or nerd. We won't have any of that, but we'll have a hot dog for you. For one. Hey, I, honestly, I don't think I've ever ever sorry. You can go. You probably gonna say the same thing. I I am. I don't think I've ever seen Michael Stanford. I've known him for 25 <laughs> years. I don't think I've ever seen him happier than we were at like mile, I don't know, 45 of a hundred miler. And he was eating a hot dog. I've never seen him happier in my entire life. Yep. hundred <laughs> percent. A good, a good mid, mid-race hot dog. Yeah. You know, if you've got some mustard, great. If you don't, I'll just take a plane. I think I <laughs> ate one, one or two, and then I took one or two for the road. Like yeah. it just hits the spot nice and warm. Mm. Salty. Delicious. So good. <laughs> So so delicious. Cover that sucker in mustard. Yep. And, and I, the, I have a feeling if we if we get the attendees that we're we're aiming for and hoping for, I, I think eventually we're gonna start talking about different. You know, because we we have vendors that we've talked to, um, off and on. But we we're at the size right now. We're like, well, 
we're not we don't want to commit with you because we don't want to necessarily waste their time you know sure. mm-hmm. we don't have attendees yet so once we get the attendees up I, I feel we'll be able to start adding some of those things to Absolutely. the race. sure and like cool. I, I think i mean obviously either way no i mean no pressure we've both i think done races where they have a, a bunch of goodies and a bunch of stuff and we've both done races where it's very minimal and it's pretty much just water and then you're self-supported and especially with yeah. like a looped race like that like exactly. i i personally have no issue self-supporting get some chips get some candy and if, if i know there's going to be a hot dog waiting for me i'm good to go right <laughs> there's always going to be those those that one guy that's upset but mm-hmm. you can't please everybody that's can't life. please everybody it's like read <laughs> read the instructions read the race manual to understand what's going to be available and then come prepared to support yourself if you need to dude yeah. I don't think that anyone that's going to be doing long distance that doesn't alter that they're going to come with a million, you know, probably 45 pounds with the snacks anyways. Mm-hmm. And at least that's kind of, I always joke. That's the reason why I, I, I run ultras. It's just like for the excuse to eat an obnoxious amount of food. Um, so anyone that's actually going to be running long distance that needs actual nutrition, will, will they'll, they'll have plenty of their own stuff mm-hmm. in the trunk of the car. There's no doubt about that. Yep. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't, I don't know the boom, I just kind of won. I really didn't have anything with <laughs> No. I, I would just, I don't know. I'll figure it out while I'm out there, I guess. Yep. Uh, yep. No, the first, the first year, the first, that was the first ultra I ever did was Boonville. And I got, and it was like 90 degrees, 95 degrees out there. It was brutal. It was terrible. I quickly realized that, okay, if I'm going to start doing these, I should probably have a nutrition strategy. So it's something I had to, I learned my first one. <laughs> yeah. And I, I brought like way too much stuff for my first one. Like I had a, a backpack, not just like a water bottle or water bladder, like a backpack with like a bunch of shit in it. And, um, yeah, it was stupid. I don't know. I mean, it was like a running backpack or like a hiking one. And I had a bladder, but I also had a bunch of other stuff. And I just ran right by that first aid station at mile 10 because I did not, I didn't know what I was doing. And I was like, I don't need to stop. I'm good. Yeah. Not a good idea, but you, you'll learn. I didn't have anything, but I ran by it. I had water Yeah, and I was like, Oh, I think I have enough to make it to the next one. I didn't have enough water to make it to the next one. Never yeah, do. It's always, it always tricks you in the morning. Cause you start early enough where it's still kind of cool. And it's not, you know, the sun's not high. You're not really sweating a whole lot. And yeah, come yeah. that, that in between those, that, that first and second one, it starts, uh, starts getting warm a little bit. Yeah. But yep. uh, e- even if you go into it with a system though, cause I had a plan, you know, eat every 18 minutes, drink every 16. Oh, I'm not thirsty. I'm not going to drink. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It comes at you quick. It can snowball pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess, guys, in terms of, you know, what else we need to know about the, the race, um, this is certainly your, as much as we enjoy asking questions, getting to know you guys, we want to get, leave this as much as a platform for you to talk about your race. Anything that we need to know about um, the race coming up in September? Uh, I think we got the info out there about how to register and get involved, but um, anything we missed that we should, uh, we should know about? I, I don't know. I don't think so. No. No, I think we've touched it pretty good on, on what it's about, what it's for. You know, it's, yeah. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll start at uh, nine o'clock in the morning. Okay. Lap, um, you know, and then every, every hour, top of the hour is what we plan to do. I know, uh, I know me personally, if, if we, depending on people that sign up, I plan on, I plan on doing at least six laps, I think. Is that what I said Friday? I think, so. I think I'm going to plan on doing at least six laps um, in preparation. For the INT, because that'll fall right in line for oh, perfect. Yep. 
training. So it, that that's going to be my peak week before it, or, you know, it's like three weeks yep. out or whatever. Um, so yeah, so I plan on doing, you know, barring, you know, uh, an abundance of, of signups where I need to help, but <laughs> okay. Right. So just for all, all, all the competitive guys out there, mm-hmm. I know that we got a, a bunch of friends in Des Moines who are in the, into the running scene, just so there's a benchmark, not to say that this matters at all, but this is year three. You know, there's is six, the, the, the current quote unquote record, or to be, is there a record that's, you know, out there? Is that kind of more hush hush? This is more for fun or what's the, for the competitive folks, what should they be aiming for? Six is the most we've done. Six. Okay. okay. Well, there you go. There's a benchmark for you guys out there okay. listening who want to uh, go out I, there I, a whole bunch. I guess I will say too, cause we, we have, we're doing um, trophies that we're giving out for the fastest, the fastest um, lap number one. Okay. So somebody goes out and just runs one lap and, you know, just blows it out while they, they'll get a, I don't know here. Do you want to, it's on our page too. Yeah, yeah. Please do. Oh, nice. Oh, awesome. nice. That's sweet. That's very cool. Very Let's cool. see. I have one for the fastest first lap male. Male, fast first map, female, and then for the most laps, male and female. Um, so, 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 yeah, we have four of those trophies to give out. So it'll be awesome. Um, yeah, awesome. Um, it's the first year of the trophies. So, you know, it's, uh, you know, you kind of want those. It's a big year. Absolutely, man. <laughs> it is. Some, some hardware to take home after this. Oh, no yeah. Doubt. And Very I like cool. those. Um, I like that they're little, like, I don't know, like desk stand type things. It's not just like a metal. Like, metals are great love medals but i have all my medals in a box down under there and the stuff that i have up and out and displayed is this thing this is a clock which i got from a different race and then my wife has something up above above her desk that's just like something that's a little bit more unique so one of those you know longest distance yeah that would be that'd be sitting probably right over there somewhere up top Well, well, and for people that do like the metal idea, we got the wooden pucks that we're going to brand for for everybody that signs up or whatever. We'll, you know, so we'll have a fire going with the brander on oh, it. Cool. Again, last year we had mishap with the fire at the beginning, so we didn't able we weren't able to brand a couple of them. Luckily, the attendees, the only ones that missed out, were people that we work with, oh, so cool. we were able to do it and give it to them. There you um, go. Yes, yeah, so everybody else that's dug is one of the little pucks. I don't know if you if either one of you guys saw the. Iowa Trail Series one a few years ago out of White Rock. Yes, yeah, that, that, absolutely. That idea came from is that yeah. all those? And I was like, oh, that's a really, really clever thing. You know, we can get a brand and then it's got the same logo on it and everything. You just Very so cool. okay, but even that no, too, that's like that's it's unique, cooler yeah. and unique and different than yeah, metal. No doubt. I don't know. Not, yeah, not trying to put down metals, year. but <laughs> well, yeah. But, we did a race uh, a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. It's called the Earth Day 50K, whatever. Um, but the, yeah, they, they just use like upcycled wood, and then they had a bunch of kids come in and paint, right the, paint the pieces of wood for you know, different. You can't really, you can't you can't see, really that see it. It's just like a, it's like a uh, four anyways, by four. Just, just painted it, so it was, it was obscure. They're all unique, you know, a bunch of bunch of hand painted things from from kids, and it was a fun thing to like bring home. It wasn't just a you know a stamped metal that you know again goes into a, a drawer and you forget about so that's that's mm-hmm. cool that you guys are doing that again yep. nothing against metal so I, feel like, I feel like every episode we talk about like how we enjoy things besides metal on the yeah. show but anyways i think this is now just like a, a metal shaming podcast is what it's <laughs> yeah. turned into it seems like yeah you talk, talk Which, about eating food and shaming metals so mm-hmm. um anyways i know you guys are probably you got families have to take care of tonight but um thank you both for for coming on i'll, I'll let michael finish up here but I do want to uh, commend you again, Charles. Thank you for being so 
open and transparent about how this is is um, close to home for you and, and certainly sending positive thoughts and prayers to, to you and your family and your daughter. Um, it's an amazing cause. Um, super excited to help uh, help you guys out and, and get, get the word out a little bit. But, um, you know, I'm, I know that's got a lot of folks listening that will want to get involved in some way or somehow. So, um, Michael, I'll, I'll leave it to you. And, and, and guys, before we we'll say goodbye on the show, if you guys want to hang on the, on the line too, we can uh, we can talk offline before we uh, before we hang up. Yep. Yep. So again, I, I just echo everything that Olson said, Charles, again, thanks for sharing your story. Uh, we, like you said, we appreciate your transparency and your, your honesty. It really seems like obviously this, uh, uh, this, this cause really hits home and I feel like we can do a lot of good and this, this race can generate a lot of good to help your daughter and other families like it. Um, so again, we want to do as much as we can to help, um, and we will, uh, okay, let's see. So Facebook, we got PBS four mile EHOH, right? Okay, so PBS Four Mile E H O H every hour on the hour. If you're listening now, go to Facebook, um, like that page, uh, join that group, and if you can, if you can spare it, donate and sign up for the race. I'm excited for it. Um, you can also go out to get me registered. PBS Four Eight Four. Sorry, PVS Four E H O H. I actually typed that wrong, so that's my bad. Um, and uh, yeah, I think that's all I really have. Um, Thanks again, guys, for joining the show. We really appreciate it. Um, if people want to reach out to you directly, uh, is still the best way to communicate just through through that Facebook group. Through that Facebook, is it a Facebook group or a Facebook page? I should page. Page. Okay. Cool. So again, con- P V S four mile E H O H on Facebook. Yep. Contact them directly. Yep. Cool. And if anybody anybody has any questions about the uh, PBS aspect of it, I'm, I'm pretty open about it. They can hit me up on Instagram. Um, that's where I am. Charles underscore deal five one five, I think. But five one five Instagram or two. I'm a Michael Olson five one five. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> we'll get your, uh, I guess really any handles if you have Instagram or, or Twitter or whatnot, and we'll get those added in if people want to reach out to you. So awesome. Cool. Well, thanks, thanks gentlemen. And like you said, you can hang on the phone here and we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll sign off, but, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we will catch you next week.